0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? First official episode of the Simulacra podcast. Going to, you know, be the the little taste test of what this is going to be for the future. I got my friend from school, John Wery. Say what's up.
1: Hello, everybody. Um, I'm John Wery. Indeed. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're just going to talk about whatever. It's a regular conversation. So...
1: Uh, you want me to introduce myself?
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Okay, um, I'm John Weary. Nah, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, that's basically it. That's all I have to my name. Uh, guys, we
0: don't, we really you know, have a lot of things to say from We really don't. I'm not that interesting people, but it is what it is. Uh, I'll
1: say, um, I like making videos about... Um, anything that comes to my mind i'll just make a video
0: and i was gonna get into that because you know i was gonna ask you you've told me before you obviously everyone in school knows you for your presentations and you post cool little short films on on instagram and whatnot and i was wondering how you actually got into film and making short movies
1: um there's it's you just do it like (laughs) If you're planning on doing it, if you're waiting for any opportunity, then it's not for you.
0: Right.
1: Okay. I just got to be that blatant. Um, You just got to go out and do it, whatever you can. Uh, You can make videos of wildlife. Mm -hmm. If you can't find something like pick up a garter snake. As long as you know, it's a garter snake. It might be something else. (laughs) And just have it make a video of it slithering on your arm. Uh, And then put like, I don't know, some music, some classical music over it.
0: Yeah,
1: That's what I did. I didn't post it anywhere, but it's just a little hobby.
0: You didn't have have any specific inspiration? You just started recording stuff?
1: Um, There's things that inspire me. Mainly, it's music. Uh, When I find a piece of music, I'll just have something racing in my mind, or maybe it'll remind me of a movie, or maybe I'll listen to a movie soundtrack, uh, and I'll just think about what to film with that type of music on, but also there's um I don't know, I can't think of any inspiration right now, but there's definitely like you'll see film or some shot, and then you'll wanna just recreate that for the sake of your appreciation for that film,
0: yeah. And and that's the thing, like, you can't force things, you know, it kind of naturally came to you, but you took the first step to record something.
1: Yeah. And uh, you don't have to worry about a budget, because uh, all I use is my junkie iPhone SE. <laughs> and it really makes me hate filming on such a low-end device. But at the end of the day, I'm I, I just enjoy it.
0: Yeah. It's a humble beginning. You know, you're using the resources you got. Same with the yeah. same thing. Using the resources we have and just doing what you enjoy. Um, obviously, two things which are, are special to you, your short movies, and also you take people on bike rides, which is something we've talked about before. <laughs> so yeah. Inviting people. Did you just, like, go on bike rides on your own, and then you started inviting people, or how did you get into that?
1: Um. It's hard to tell because I've, I forgot when I got my first bike, but it was when I was really young, probably preschool. And then in kindergarten, um, I remember there was this guy that would ride um, a bike without training wheels. And it was his bike only because nobody else could ride that. And then one day all of the tricycles were gone. And so his bike was left. He wasn't there that day. I was like, okay, I got to take it. And I got to find out what it's like to use this. And I did. And then I went home. And then I took off my training wheels. And I just got on my bike and rode. Because it was so much faster than training wheels. So I don't know. That's just how I started biking. Um, And then my friend.
0: The park and pushing me around with the training wheels.
1: (laughs) You got to get thick tires in order to learn first, yeah, like plastic tires, not even rubber, I think, it was just plastic. Um, And then I have this really great friend that I still will ride occasionally with, Wesley, who's really big into mountain biking. Mm -hmm. And he took me on trails and that's kind of where I started biking with people. Uh, I always liked just going on the grass on my bike, on little trails. And, um, yeah, I guess from there, I just thought since I have two bikes, uh, at the beginning of this year, now I don't because my, my higher end bike is broken. I sold it. Yeah. Uh, now I'm looking for a bike.
0: Broken bike. We know what kind of guy you are, John.
1: Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, I'll take people on bike rides sometime because I have two bikes now and I don't have a truck. And you so, want a truck? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Um, anything to take people out of the city because I just am not a fan of the city.
0: Yeah, kind of the environmentalist. And you get to yeah. worry about people when you go on a bike ride like that. You know, you're kind of in a secluded area. And you're left to just both of you get to talk about whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, um, and I won't. I don't like to. Mm, I guess I'll judge people. Yeah. Um, but at least out in the desert, all you know is that it's me judging you, and uh, not any any person who's walking around.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: And I hardly judge that bad, so. Yeah. You know, I I. I wanna make people comfortable in that just desert badlands place. It's really cool.
0: We live in Vegas, we live in the desert, yet most of us don't go out to experience it.
1: Well, a lot of it is gross. (laughs) Um, A lot of it is just dirt and spiky plants and just weird animals like weird lizards scorpions, tarantulas, but if you can get red rocks, like red boulders, if you can find those and then just hike around on them, it makes it a pretty cool place.
0: Yeah. I I used to go on bike rides in middle school with my dad, but we stopped doing that. I guess it also wasn't as enjoyable as going out with friends, but yeah, yeah, now we can get into some serious talk. So Normally we talk, you know, I call you because we got something to talk about, but we're doing a podcast, you know, and
1: let's bring up the vice presidential debate, which just happened. What was it? Was it two days ago, was it? Uh, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. It's Friday night, two days ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're screwed.
1: We, <laughs> we uh, I, mm, I don't know, I because... Last, last debate, I thought Biden did good. And this debate, I feel like Pence did good.
0: What, how do you think he did better though?
1: Um, mainly it was because he just had this like stern look, like it was serious. We're getting down to business. And then Kalama was like smiling and laughing while 200 people are dead from coronavirus. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is kind of,
0: I didn't even think about that because- It's
1: just not my cup of tea to laugh about (laughs) when you're the vice president.
0: Yeah. Um, Damn, I didn't even think about that. Because in terms of the facts she was presenting and everything, I thought she was winning it. Um, I'm not about this whole politician, you know, trying to get into our hearts. Like, we have all the victims in our hearts and, and we think about Americans like- I don't give a shit. I really don't care. I do yeah. do something, you know? And that's, I felt like Pence was just sucking up, but I guess, I guess it is kind of inappropriate that Kamala was
1: acting that way just cause she doesn't, probably doesn't take him seriously. I think so. Cause I think Hillary Clinton did the same thing in 2016. Mm-hmm. And if Columbia, if uh, the American people see that again, uh, I don't know. We might see a similar result to 2016. Well, um, well,
0: <laughs> at least it was a overall, a respectful conversation,
1: you know? Yeah. That's they, all we can ask for.
0: Yeah. They, they, they went over the limit a couple of times, but that's natural.
1: Um, mm-hmm. But also uh, whenever Pence went over the limit, he just didn't even care. He was just like, then uh, Kalama Harris was like I'm speaking I'm yeah. speaking and I was like okay
0: stand strong she's a process oh, boy.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but, okay yeah um, I went back and watched the midterm debates with Obama and Mitt Romney Ooh. and those were such a breath of fresh fresh air yeah. compared to what we have now and it's,
0: and it's crazy to think like, where did we have that sort of transition to just terrible politicians? How did that happen? Uh,
1: I, don't, I was talking about that with my dad. I forgot who he listed, but um, he listed some conservatives where they're like, we won't compromise, no compromises. Mm-hmm. We've got to stand here. Uh, and my dad, he said that politicians politics is weird because you're supposed to debate someone and then have dinner with them afterwards like fight with them and then just be cool with it right but then now it seems like nobody wants to have dinner um everybody hates each other
0: yeah so
1: i don't know if that happened between 20 2012 and 2016 it had to happen with trump's like election how he presented himself well Um,
0: already had that sort of wrong following in 2016 so who knows what would have happened if he would have lost
1: well I, I feel like the stakes are higher now yeah no uh, if he loses this year compared to 2016 yeah just because of how extreme everybody's getting about people who don't care about them <laughs> That's it.
0: There used to be a sort of a left and a right and we could come in the middle, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. I lean left. Like if if it's Obama versus Romney, I'm going Obama, but Romney was a respectable guy, you know? Well, he had some good points. Yeah, and you I... can't you can't hate on him. He was a respectable respectable guy. But now it's like on top of going from left and right and then meeting in the middle, we've gone from left and right to more left and more right. And there's just, now there's no compromise. And on top of it, we have worse candidates.
1: Yeah. Um, I kind of disagree. I know that uh, it it seems like it's more, um, the left is pushing even more left while the right is like kind of going right. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are always some extremists on both sides yeah of course especially on the right we've seen uh the media uh, like shout out everybody <laughs> but it seems like now as people push more left uh classic liberals are like moderates now or they're seen as more right um i don't know i don't know what to think about that it's just like <laughs> it's, uh, it's too much for me
0: yeah uh And both of them have backgrounds, you know, Biden and Trump, both of them have some sort of background. The thing is, when with the presidential debate, as long as as it obviously no respect between the two, it was kind of more just bickering more than debating. But Biden was surprisingly coherent, which.
1: Yeah.
0: It was kind of common.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it provided a little bit of relief. Yeah,
0: because um, it was like, if he get, fucks up, then we know
1: who's, who's taking uh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they uh, must have put him on something. I, I'm, th- I'm thinking that.
0: What because. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking is that they like trained him or something. And Trump mm. kn- knew that he couldn't be thrown off like his train of thought. And sort of that's why he was interrupting a lot. Because if he gets pushed... Mm-hmm of thought more chance that he like stutters or messes up or or yeah so I think that's why there was a lot of interrupting because he wanted to throw him off and Biden was probably like practicing in the mirror the night before exactly what he was going to say
1: or he got some good like stimulants (laughs) Um,
0: comment I really (laughs) but this it's like it's like in 2016 the polls were heavily favoring Hillary, but it's like the polls Hmm. show everybody that ended up going to vote.
1: Well, polls are propaganda. Yeah. You can't really put all of your eggs on the the polls. In Vietnam, the U.S. had polls where they made up fake kills of Viet Cong and then we lost the war. So (laughs) (laughs) polls are just propaganda.
0: Uh, People, when we knew we were losing,
1: yeah. Yeah. So polls. Yeah. Um,
0: but that's the thing. Like, I mean, already, like, what is it? Like 4 million people have already voted early. I don't know. So, I, I think they said that um, after the debate, but we'll see. Honestly, I just want it to pass because I feel like there's so much division around the world and with COVID on top of it, it's like, after this election, no matter who it is, we won't have to worry anymore. You know.
1: I I hope. <laughs> Worrying more. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. You should uh stockpile something. Stockpile on some food because uh. Guys,
0: make the toilet paper sell out again. If, yeah,
1: if Trump wins, we're gonna have cities burning down. Yeah. And if um, Biden wins. I don't know. Conservatives are just kind of like, oh, I voted. It's all good now. Oh, we lost. Okay. And then liberals um, are burning down the city.
0: And not, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like there, this maybe we could get into this later, but the creation of social media has uh, sort of people now put on like a fake front, you know? Their Instagram is not really the life they live or like all the girls on, you know, and if you're listening, Twitter activists, I'm sorry, but it's true. How many of y'all actually like do what you preach? Because commenting on Twitter BLM isn't, isn't going to do anything, you know, but you can like call your governor. You could write a letter or something to, to your local government. So I feel like a lot of the people that go to those protests and burn shit down are just, angry and just needs something to do people are bored you know and people get crazy so yeah that's the reaction we get with trump losing but it no matter which way it goes it's it's going to be chaotic um and it's, it's kind of scary you know seeing groups who are on the other side with walking around with guns and and all that shit. you you know how i feel about
1: <laughs> about guns um I mean, some
0: people some people talk about civil war. I hope not,
1: oh I'm, yeah, they, yeah, I've heard about civil war.
0: Because <laughs> Canada uh, better open that bitch up. Um, yeah.
1: Who yeah. are you taking? In, who are you taking for a civil war? The right or the left? Ooh. <laughs> First episode,
0: we're already putting our political beliefs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Apart. If if I put aside uh, left or right ideals, let's just say I'm a complete centrist and I vote, you know, on a one to one ratio. I'll vote Republican one year, Democrat one year. Um, mm-hmm. The American I- ideals, American ideals, you know, of democracy. When you have a president who says like he doesn't know if he's going to have a peaceful transition of power, that's an attack on democracy.
1: Yeah. And
0: if he were to lose. Will he have that peaceful transition of power? And if he wins, how will he use his power next time? Um, So I'm gonna have to take the left on this one because I think Biden, a lot of people might dislike him, but he's like, in the mental, he's like 105 years old. So he's gonna be a year into the presidential, into into his term, and he's gonna be like, due to health issues, I've decided to resign. Kamala take over and then when she loses in the next four years, it's hopefully we have somebody refreshing. Hopefully Kanye doesn't actually take it seriously that year. Hopefully we get a a better candidate, like a like a Tim Dillon or something like that.
1: (laughs) Joe Um, Rogan. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Joe Rogan. I would love to see that. But I I'm gonna have to take on the left on this one, not because of the simply because of the sort of attack on democracy. We got another guest to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get it going. You see what happens, guys. We're, we're 17 years old, you know? We got parents. We live with our parents. What can you do? This is water, don't get it twisted. But yeah, we're waiting on the surge on Wary. It happens, you know? Um, again, As I said in my introduction video, which I hope nobody watches because it was honestly really average. Um, We're gonna see progress in five years. We're gonna be in the studio, yo. That's what we're gonna be doing. We're not gonna have to worry about parents walking in anymore. But look at him, he's back. Uh, But yeah, that's just what I was saying. I would take the left, not because of the ideals or beliefs, just because of the sort of threat to democracy, you know?
1: That's, mm-hmm.
0: that's the one thing that we're meant to defend you know that's the thing that we're supposed to protect
1: yeah um i'm not very concerned with trump uh i don't know becoming a dictator because if he really wanted to there were so many opportunities uh mm-hmm. that were present earlier this year where he could have declared martial law especially uh, with-, with covid he could have put like police in the street or with The protest, he could have brought in tanks. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Will he take, will he actually have a non-peaceful transition of power? Probably not. Yeah, it's probably all just smoke and mirrors uh, to act tough.
0: And he's always going to, he's always going to say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah, again, like the military has to be on his side. And I don't think a lot of them are. Uh, especially after all the shit about him calling them losers or whatever, you know, doesn't have didn't he dodge the draft. So pretty sure the military wouldn't be on his side. So again, not concerned. Simply if, if some people do talk civil war, that's just how I would feel. I feel like one's a greater threat. Well, the other one, you know, both sides hate each other, but I feel like one side would do nothing, you know, just do no harm, just be there. You know, sort of.
1: Uh, which side would that be? <laughs> just be a placeholder for four years. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I think we're at a point in uh, our, I guess, consumerist lifestyles in America, where people don't even know what a civil war would mean. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have malls or grocery stores to go to because yeah. they'd probably be cut off by people. Uh, so I think mm, then, we're kind of just like soft. We're too soft for a civil war.
0: That is true. Uh, the Karens are hot talk, but they're not going to go out there, you know?
1: <laughs> but mm-hmm.
0: yeah, again, like that, that's that's something I was thinking the other day because I just recently watched the documentary The Social Dilemma.
1: I don't. Did you watch it? No, nah, but I've heard about it. Um, gotta watch it. I want to watch it yet because I want to have my sanity when I'm online. Right. Not think about anybody watching me.
0: Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened to me. I was just on Netflix in bed like this. And I was like, well, now they know what I'm watching. They're going to know I got it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, 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 at the end, they talk about worst case scenario where this sort of division could take us to civil war. And I was thinking, how are we going to fight it? Like when- On Twitter.
1: Gonna, everybody's gonna get doxxed and oh, platformed.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's gonna be cancel culture. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up with a better case is gonna win. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like in the 1860s, we fought like in the South, in like farmland. Mm-hmm. Where, where the fuck are we gonna fight now? You know, the people that are gonna fight live in like fucking LA. You know? Yeah.
1: It would have to be, um, what, Eastern Californians versus West Coast Californians.
0: Eastern. Everybody who's not
1: on the coast uh, will probably be fighting for the coast. Something like that.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope it... it I don't think it'll get to that, but again, it's, it's sort of a crazy thought to think about. Like, Obviously, last year we took U.S. history and it's so easy to throw around the years. Like, shit, I hope I know my history, but I'm pretty sure it's Civil War, right? 1861 to 65, World War II, 1940 or 41 to 45. And it's like, those five years seem so minuscule in the large scheme of things. But now, you know, we're living during COVID and it's mm-hmm. been what, about eight months since the pandemic started. And they felt pretty long.
1: Yeah this this is a uh, felt pretty long even though it's like uh what 7 months yeah like 7 maybe 8 no. uh also world war 2 is from 1939 to 1945 well 1939 to 1940 or 41 is europe and then us entered in 1941
0: america entered yeah
1: yeah, yeah. they don't want to teach you 39 to 41 and U.S. sister.
0: We always had to clean the job up. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to clean the job up. It, real clean dropping two nukes on Japan, guys. Really good.
1: Well, talk about our clean job in uh, Iraq now. <laughs> you want a clean job?
0: <laughs> it's going to be like the 70s if we, if we go to war. We're going to have everybody with anti-war posters walking around. Oh. But... Yeah, um, kind of crazy thing to think about. And it, it's technology also our worst enemy now, not just people.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's like a sweet burden that we have. Yeah. Uh, we can have everything out of our, at our fingertips yeah. and yet our, our minds are depressed and our hearts feel depleted of do- dopamine.
0: It's sort of like you know, they say we live in the information age, but it's sort of Mm -hmm. much information, like,
1: yeah.
0: Technology slow, relatively slowly developed in the last hundreds of years, and the human brain stayed relatively the same as well. But now we just have this huge. You know surge in new technology and phones and new information and the again the human brain has evolved zero so
1: it's overwhelming um, uh do you know when the first computer was invented or made
0: i'm guessing like oh well it depends like because during world war two world war during world war we wow. had those computers that would like fill up a whole room
1: yeah, uh, the Enigma machine. I think that's what it was called. The first computer. Did
0: watch the movie The Imitation Game?
1: Imitation. Was that about the Enigma?
0: Yeah, it was about that British mathematician, which they say he won the war. Who yeah, yeah. The Enigma code.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: Good movie, guys. Go watch it. I, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but shit. You can, buy a mo- you can rent a movie for like four bucks now.
1: Or you could pirate it.
0: You can also, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Which I don't condone, but, you know.
0: No, that's not I don't get
1: But. Oh, I wanted to get back to the information. Because okay. uh, now we're flooded with so much information that it's so hard to find information that you're looking for.
0: Yes, yeah. um,
1: and it'll be increasingly difficult to find any information that goes against the narrative that the media has set up uh, because of just i don 't know uh, what do they call it like blocking or something, just flooding you with information that goes with their yeah. agenda or narrative, and but you 're like i don 't really want that part of the story
0: at the same time your the, the algorithm is programmed to give you what you 're looking for too, and it 's not going to give you what you're You know what i mean like if you're if, if they know that you look at a lot of right-wing stuff, they're going to keep giving you that. They're not going to give you anything from the other side. Um, it's like, mm-hmm. well, again, like you got to watch the social dilemma. Um, it's like the flat earthers, like where the fuck did that come from? Cause that would have never, that would have never happened 50 years ago. But now what they do is they program the people who have been searching for it. They give them a lot of flat earth information and they surround them with the rest the other people that are in the matter of community so they feel like other people agree with them or other people think the same way you know so they end up falling for it and believing it and you know it's like there's a lot of data and not a lot of information you know a lot of nothing and then hard to find the substance but it's like your strength is your weakness mm-hmm. technology is our strength it gives us the ability to do things we've never been able to do and at the same time, it can be used against us.
1: Um, wait, they show you the same information on like Google or YouTube?
0: Like for example, I'm just saying in how they, like when you're scrolling on your feed
1: or mm-hmm. like- Which feed? On- There's multiple feeds. like, yeah. okay. Twitter. Cause I'm talking about like Google. You want to search something up on Google. Uh, they yeah. only give you Washington Post, CNN, Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but then again, I forgot what else. They have the largest followings too.
1: They've, they do, uh, and they probably pay to get the first, the yeah. first spot on everything.
0: It's all money, you know. It's. But, like social media, especially is programmed like that. Uh, like for example, like have you ever been talking to your parents, for example? Let's just say hypothetically you're gonna buy a pair of shoes. And then you go on Amazon, you search for a pair of shoes, and like two days later, you'll go on a website and you'll get an advertisement that's about shoes.
1: Mm. It's called uh,
0: activity to recommend you things that are gonna love you. you know?
1: Yeah, like um, I'll uh, I'll either go on to offer up and look for a Jeep or I'll go on to Safari to check out like car parts, how much they are. then on YouTube, I get these ads, which either maybe I'll watch videos about the the Jeeps or the car parts, but it feels like it comes right after I look for them on Safari or anything like that, Uh, which I didn't think Google had access to like Safari or OfferUp. Maybe they're just watching my screen, uh, but I'm not sure.
0: Supposedly they can. I'm pretty sure Yelp was one of the most like intrusive apps that even when your phone is off,
1: Mm. um,
0: like your information's going like third party companies and whatnot. And those are the ones that give you the advertisements. They're paying people
1: for you. It's a big business.
0: Yeah. I mean, how would you have made money off the internet? They had to find a way to monetize it.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, now it seems like, uh, I'm I'm getting at first YouTube was like awesome because you could watch whatever you wanted with like little ads. Yeah. And now it's gotten to a point where I'm just dreading the ads. I can probably get ad blocker. I don't know. I'm not that good with technology, but, uh, it's just like too much for me. And I'm just like, Please, please spare me from just watching 15 seconds, five seconds of something, I don't know, Old Spice or Ball Shavers. Just weird stuff. I don't even want to, I
0: don't know. (laughs) 3.0 or whatever?
1: Yeah. Uh, The the ones I do like, though, are like uh, pistol holsters. And they're like, this is what the the special ops use. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But see, like,
0: that's something that they know you would be interested yeah.
1: in. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
0: They know shit you've searched up in the last six months.
1: Well, it's like related to that video I'll about get, guns.
0: You know, I'll get something on like an advertisement. I might get is like a streaming service for soccer games. Oh. Like, pay like $5 a month and you get access to the channels that stream these like leagues and these competitions.
1: Do you find that on soccer videos or different videos?
0: I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I just know I get them Mm -hmm. really on, on whatever, but they know that it's what would interest you, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, that should just get smarter. I, I like to think that if humans are this smart and humans are making artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence will never be able to pass humans. You know, it'll well, our intelligence.
1: That's the goal. The goal is to make it higher. And to do it human intelligence. Well, okay, so we've expanded technology from I don't know, I guess 2010 to now, it's been amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: If we had an AI that did better than human intelligence, I don't know, it would take like five years, two years to get that much innovation. Uh, which is scary because it's just evolving so much faster now.
0: Yeah. Um, it's insane. I don't even know what we're going to do with it, but it's at once like so exciting and also so scary. Cause you know, there are always going to be people that are going to use it for bad things, uh, especially with like Elon Musk, like the, the Neuralink shit, the brain chip. Mm-hmm. There's like, it's awesome. Supposedly you'll, you'll be able to instantly download any language you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Sick. It's, it's going to be tight.
0: Yeah. Gonna be you're going to be able to l- listen to music in your head, like without earbuds. I don't even know. How that
1: hey, uh,
0: I don't know how you made that
1: work. Listen to the Simulacra podcast while you're walking.
0: Okay. In your head. In that case,
1: yeah.
0: it's, get them. <laughs> yeah. but it, it's scary that it's going to know that much about us and it's going to have that much information.
1: It already has that information.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We're essentially going to become the AI if we can create some sort of um, alternate reality for ourselves, you know, with the chip, like you can imagine like you're living somewhere else or you're just, you know, just an alternate reality. You're never going to want to live here now.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, there's already people who don't want to hear, who don't want to live here now. <laughs> They're obsessed with video games, that's, TV.
0: That's what's even scarier because that's what's going to make these new technologies like the chip. That's what's going to make them even
1: easier. To,
0: yeah. People are going to be attracted to that. They're like, I hate this shit, so let me get Elon Musk's neuralink chip really quick. Don't mind if mm-hmm. I But that's just it's going to again. How damaging is that going to be to society when nobody's going to be worried about here and now, especially when we have stuff like, gla- like climate change,
1: we're just not. Gonna- uh, just n- nobody's going to worry about it. We're going to be in our, uh, you know, air conditioned homes. Yeah. That's, that's well,
0: it. I mean, if it keeps people home and everybody stops driving, it's going to be like that first week of COVID where we had dolphins in the streets and shit. Like
1: <laughs> in Venice, <laughs> in the streets, <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
0: resurgence of nature
1: well i would say uh climate change is um, unavoidable 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 like we're not going to be able to avoid this even if we support elon musk and his plan to make cars electric because there's still pollution that comes from there He's so probably- It's like we can we can live in a future with global warming and gas cars and diesel cars, which are awesome, mm-hmm. or we can also live in a world with, with global warming mm-hmm. and electric cars. Or <laughs> so, you know, Which world do you want to live in? Mars Mars, yeah, yeah Mars.:
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, it, it is inevitable. I guess it's kind of too late now but. What can you do? What can you do? Uh, we've talked about this before. We're not going to kill the earth. Earth is going to kill us. And that's essentially yeah. what It's realizing that we're damaging it. And it's... Oh, one second. Yeah, of course. You can bring them on the podcast. I'll interview them. Hold on to that thought, ladies and gentlemen. Climate change and humans dying. Let's hope not. Because I want to have kids, bro and I want them to live it up. If they, if, if they don't give me grandkids, it's whatever, but at least give my kids a life. All right. Back to what um, I was saying about how the earth, we're not gonna kill the earth, the earth is gonna kill us. It's realizing that we're damaging it, and it's creating conditions which are gonna be uninhabitable for us. And in the 10,000, 100,000, a million years, Like, it's the same thing if there were a nuclear war and we wiped everything out. In a million years, there's going to be a little plant that's going to sprout out, you know, and life is going to start again. Well, asteroid hits it.
1: It it won't kill everything. Yeah. Uh, The asteroid couldn't kill everything. The ice age couldn't kill everything. Global warming is going to kill the tiny, I don't know what we have just like microorganisms. What are they called? Unice- unicell organisms that are just one cell. Those aren't going to die.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's hard for people to think that everything's going to end.
0: Yeah.
1: But sometimes our end will just be because of us, like heating up everything.
0: Yeah. Um, Melting icebergs and... yeah Yeah.
1: it's not gonna be pretty but it's an end
0: i mean have you seen uh well i guess this is completely unrelated but like animals from chernobyl no they have like three eyes i mean it's not but there's like cats that have like damage from the radiation and whatnot i mean same people with um the coming generations of like uh hiroshima victims and And stuff like that they have certain deformities but um yeah just what i was going to say touch on that topic you just mentioned like humans are so self-centered uh in my opinion i think humans are really self-centered i think we have a, a huge ability to do good to the world but we also think that the world revolves around us sort of this feeling of entitlement since since we ruled the world you know we're at the top of the food chain we're the one who has all the land and and the only thing that sets us apart is our brains. But again, we feel like the world revolves around us. Like we're going to destroy the earth when no, we're going to die. And the earth is going to do just fine without us. Or, or like when people talk about God and things, it's always about humans. You know, like God only relates to humans. Rarely do we ever touch on animals and plants and nature. It's like, we're the ones going to hell. We're the ones who have these rules set out for us. But anybody who came down to earth would just see us all as another animal, you know?
1: Well, we are the animals that uh, we're able to develop a conscious to know what's right and wrong. What What will probably set us on a path towards hell
0: what is, there, there is no right and wrong. We just were able to sort of get that. <laughs> I, I was... Yeah. Never finished it. An anthropology book. I think it's pretty famous because I, I, it was mentioned in a podcast not long ago. It's called Sapiens. Hmm. It essentially talks about how humans were never at the top of the food chain. Like, a chimp would absolutely wreck us. We were anything we were not the fortunate ones back then what the favorable characteristics were strength you know yeah we had these huge brains that were so much larger to any other monkey there were like 16 breeds of human or 16 species of humans and we were the only one homo sapiens is the only one that prevailed but we discovered we had a brain so we had to make tools to defend ourselves from predators because we didn't have strength. And then we discovered fire and that gave us the ability to cook food. And then we were able to cook food. We could get more nutrients from it, which helped our brains develop even more, created more tools, blah, blah, blah. And fuck, now we're going to die because of artificial intelligence.
1: <laughs> <What>? well, yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes down.
0: Yeah. But uh.
1: it's
0: been a Universe, you know how old is it? Is thirteen point seven years? The visible universe, uh, we're nothing. We're a speck. The time that mm-hmm. we, like, since the time we created agriculture, it's only been like tens of thousands of years or something like that. Or actually,
1: don't I think it's been shorter than that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I would say that um, I'm I'm very grateful that I get to be in this sort of existence where, <laughs> where <laughs> these rat monkeys can, uh, can kill themselves with an artificial intelligence that they made themselves. Yeah. Like something about that just seems spectacularly dreadful, like just <laughs> amazing. Uh,
0: yeah. Um,
1: God's up there like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Especially our generation born in an interesting time period, because our parents have seen sort of the, the real rise in technology, they, like personal technology, at least. There were, there were computers that were used in like World War II that were the size of, of an entire room. But I'm talking like personal laptops, phones, stuff like that. smartphones, obviously. Um, our parents have seen that develop, but we were sort of just born right into it. So we're the ones that are living our entire life with it. Like even like a 25 year old, I don't think they, maybe, maybe a little older, they didn't have a smartphone in high school. They weren't recording everything they did or just searching up homework in the middle of class. We're the ones that are sort of starting to live with that technology from a young age.
1: Yeah. um, I remember remember when the, I don't think it was the first iPhone, but it was the iPhone 3G, I think. I was, at Cal- I was in California. And um, when I was a kid, I wanted those old phones where you like slide it up and there's a keyboard. Blackberry? Yeah, yeah, Blackberry. Uh, and then my sister, she was like, oh my gosh, that person has an iPhone, or 3G or something, an iPhone. And then I'm like, iPhone where's the keyboard where what um so it, it's definitely interesting uh remembering old memories of flip up phones obama phones or blackberries yeah. and being like yeah that was the stuff
0: yeah and then sort of when when we were at an age to get a phone it was already smartphones so that's what we got used to
1: yeah Except for some of us. Some of us still have Obama phones.
0: I mean, shit. Like, there's almost. Nice. Some people are almost going back to it. I saw this thing called a, a light phone. I'm pretty sure it's L-I-G- oh. Like, like. Yeah. And it, it only gives you access to, like, your phone. And I, I think it gives you the option for music, but that's it. Like, you can't download any social media, no games. And there are some people that, for example, have stopped using a smartphone and go back to a flip phone because all they need is communication the rest is toxic almost so i don't know
1: that's what what i'm gonna plan on doing yeah Uh, probably in my 20s it's hard it's It's very hard
0: um i deleted instagram and twitter i only got twitter back because you know we got to advertise the podcast so i guess i guess if i'm going to take this seriously i need to use social media to my advantage but in terms of like for personal use, uh, no, there's just no use for it anymore. So yeah, probably in my, Mm. I'll do the same thing. People people that do that are happier.
1: Yeah. Um, I still use it because I still use uh, all of the media because I love looking at weird memes and then sending it to everybody.
0: It's a source of entertainment. Uh,
1: It is. but sometimes the memes just get weird. Like there's people obsessed with them.
0: Yeah. And I don't
1: know if it's, it's real, it's like nobody would have ever thought of this when they made social media. Yeah.
0: Um, some of them make no sense. Like some of them will just be yes, like.
1: I went. Oh, hello, hello, hello.
0: Yeah, you're loud in the room, but I think we're good now.
1: Oh, it said uh, internet connection was unstable. Um, Memes. Yeah, I went on a camping trip over the summer and I think it was only three days where I had no access to my cell phone except for playing music um, which I sort of listened to. It was nice to just hear the, the birds chirping and everything and I was just reading the whole time. Uh and then afterward, afterwards, when I got in the car, I just felt like it, it was like a good, refresh, refreshing feeling
0: yeah.
1: of just not having technology around you, not having to worry about riots going on in around the country. Yeah. Uh, and then now I'm slowly back into that process where I feel like gunk. Right. But I get to look at memes so memes are... and gunk or <laughs> or refresh refreshing true humanity well i don't know
0: we tend to pick memes and gunk that's the problem yeah. um, again and just because it's hard to let go it's like a habit um i i'd love to do a camping trip like that someday and just be completely away from technology and, oh, and we're we're innovative beings you know my mom always says like, if you're truly bored, you're an idiot because there's always something you can do. There's always something you can do. If you just lay in your bed and stare at the ceiling, you're just dumb for not finding something. And like when I first deleted Instagram, I remember like, and this is again, small compared to the people that straight up get rid of their iPhones and get a flip phone. But from personal experience, when I, when I deleted Instagram, it was like, it was just a habit to open like my, my social media folder on and try to click on Instagram and nothing's there. Mm-hmm. Like- but when you get rid of that, you find new things to fill your time with, you know, and yeah. those things tend to be healthier. Like the first two weeks, you're like, damn, it's boring, but you find new things to fill your time with and they're, they're a lot healthier. So it's like, you know, right now 17, I'm not going to get a flip phone, but in my 20s, like It might be hard to let go, but once you get that flip phone, you're going to find new things to do. You're going to find new things to fill your time with, and they're probably going to be better for your health, your mental health at least, than social media and all that gunk and just really high contrast pictures of Obama. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I think there's a value in being bored, though, Uh, because I think a lot of people aren't bored now. Yeah. Because uh, there's always something to go watch or listen to. It's sort um,
0: of like an, an empty, not boredom.
1: Yeah. Where it's like you're in a limbo of just information, but you're not really interested in any of it, yeah. which I've definitely felt. Um, and then I have to kind of remind myself, like, hey, I got a book to read, I got a college application to write. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. it's, And that's true. Like we almost can't be bored now because there's always something to watch, always something to do. But again, on technology, how many -hmm. many times will people be bored and say, I'm going to go out on a walk? How many times will people do that? Well, you, but John, (laughs) that's why why you're here.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you can go on Netflix. Like back in the day, people probably had to wait until like 8 p.m. Central time for one episode of their show to play at night. And then the next day they'd watch the next episode. Now you can go on Netflix and binge watch eight hours of whatever the fuck
1: you want. That's time wasted. This time, That's a lot of time.
0: You don't even sleep.
1: Mm. And
0: I'm guilty of that, but you know, it's again, just being able to break out of those habits. How do we do that?
1: Mm. Well, I've, I've pretty much cut out a lot of watching uh, TV shows and movies uh, just because I have a lot of stuff to focus on. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're but still- I always watch one episode of The Simpsons every morning while I'm eating like cereal or uh, crepes, something like breakfast. Um, what? Crepes are good. Yeah, 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 especially when they're homemade.
0: Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> um but the Simpsons, I don't know. There's something nostalgic about watching it at uh like seven thirty in the morning.
0: do they still make episodes?
1: Uh yeah, but I'm not gonna watch those. I'm, I'm only going up to season uh like seven. I think that's where it's good. The old Simpsons. I'm on season six right now.
0: How many seasons are there?
1: Thirty one.
0: Holy shit.
1: And I watch one episode every day. That's my only sort of entertainment.
0: A lot more than if you just knock out a whole season in a day, which I'm sure is possible.
1: Uh, there's like, well, I don't even want to think about that. That's, <laughs> that's too much for me. Overwhelming. Oh, yeah.
0: Maybe the new episodes predict uh, the next American Civil
1: War. Um, I don't, there was one episode, uh, I saw a video about it. And I recently watched over the summer about the some virus that comes to Springfield from Japan, I think. And it's an airborne virus, uh, which causes the whole town to get sick.
0: Sounds familiar. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. And then they, um, oh, jeez. I forgot what the premise of the episode was. Like, they have to go to a town court meeting and do something because there's always some different storyline in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. That goes somewhere different, uh, and what they had hornets come out. Did you hear about the m- murder hornets? Hornets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they had that in the episode, and then eventually in the episode, everybody like tore out into riots. And it's like twenty twenty in one episode. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I just recently watched that two months ago, maybe one month ago, and I saw a red letter media video about it i was like yeah i got that simpsons knowledge now
0: i mean there's like didn't they like predict 9-11 and a bunch of other shit too
1: people will say that they'll they'll just put a bunch of stuff out there and then hope that in 20 years something goes along with it Mm
0: -hmm. it's kind of like we sort of blindly trust whatever we see on social media Like this person said this or this show predicted this and we never like search up the actual episode or search up the actual person. We're just kind of like
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Uh, hmm. (laughs) There was something that you said earlier. That I wanted to correct. Oh man. Just for the, the sake of consistency. It was when we were talking about ads on YouTube. And I forgot what it was.
0: I, I was saying how they like, they target ads.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I forgot, forgot what it was.
0: Yeah. Definitely <laughs> a dilemma though, because it gets crazier the more, the, the deeper you get into the movie. It's like a half movie, half documentary. So mm-hmm views with like ex chief of whatever in twitter facebook google and they left I'm, i'm assuming for moral reasons and then they also have like a family which is it shows the effects of social media so that's like the movie part it's like an actual family uh there's one part where the kid goes where the kid goes on a protest because of something he saw on social media, and he ends up getting arrested at the protest.
1: And That's something you don't want to do.
0: <laughs> there have been uh, fake protests that have been like, launched from someplace in Russia or China, and they're sent out on social media, like Facebook meeting or something. And a bunch of people sign up for it, and they end up creating a riot from not even... Mm-hmm. Like somebody who's trying to start chaos, and people will go.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm searching this up right now. In the the newest uh, Call of Duty trailer called Cold War, there's a guy who talks, uh, whose name is Yuri Besmanov. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Yuri Besmanov, who has an hour long speech about deception. Uh, and it ties along greatly into the Art of War book, which I have on my shelf over there, but I don't want to get up to go get it.
0: Is that the Chinese book?
1: Yeah, Sun Tzu. I think I probably just made someone angry because I mispronounced the name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting because you can see the effects of that, which happened in, in the 70s with anti-war protests and we see it now with anti-police protest people who are uh, kind of undermining authority now that's, uh, in order to catch more power
0: and that's, that's uh, what i was also saying earlier like how a left and right has become an extreme left and an extreme right like obviously we can hopefully we can all come to some sort of consensus that there are flaws in the judicial system and with police departments, right? But the people that aren't anti-police, aren't BLM, are like, no, nothing's wrong. Keep them as is, give them more funding, fuck it. And then the other ones are like, let's just get rid of them. He's like, yeah. we not think, how can we make it better? Because we need police, we do. Like something's wrong, but nobody thinks, let's find a solution, nobody. Um. Anymore.
1: You said judicial branch or judicial yeah. authority. How should or what's wrong with judicial authority?
0: For example, like African Americans are sentenced a lot heavier compared to white people that commit oh. at the same crimes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Somebody getting locked up for selling weed. Like, come on.
1: Kalama Harris did that. Well. <laughs> she did that a lot (laughs) um yeah uh yeah but then again i'm not a lawyer so i don't have all of the facts presented to me but there is something to be said about the prison industrial complex
0: that's the thing like we're
1: it'll be weird
0: i think this this might be more on the right but people just want to see more people going to go into prison it's like it's like they're Mm -hmm. sending people to prison but it's worse because first of all you're sending people to a prison that's terrible and they essentially come out worse than they came in and if they don't they're going to end up falling into the same cycle of incarceration Mm -hmm. and also people want more people locked up they want their kids to have a better education they want all these things but they're like but i want lower taxes it's like well how do you how the fuck do you think this shit's paid for
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we we have by far the most people in prison, if I'm not mistaken, and the amount yeah. is kind of, it's ridiculous. And the amount of people that are making money off of it is also insane.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, anarchy. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you should buy a gun if you want anarchy. <laughs> no, <man. laughs>
0: I'm not getting a gun ever.
1: Who's gonna? I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to agree with that point, but then go off of it. Uh, hmm. Do you think the judicial branch should be changed uh, with like the example of the Breonna Taylor case? Well, you think that was handled? No. Good. Hmm.
0: Um, Again, I'm not the most informed because I've sort of, wanted to take a break from the news. In, in middle school, I was obsessed. I, I loved politics and everything. And then Trump won, and I kind of just gave up. <laughs> and so now I don't, I don't watch the news a lot. So, but I do know a little bit about the Breonna Taylor case. And the, what the cops got was just ridiculous. You know, um, I forgot what it's yeah. called. It's something immunity. Cops have some sort of immunity that protects them, and that needs to change. Because... We can't have bad cops, you know, and it's, it's, it's also too easy to become a cop and they have too many protections.
1: Um, oh, that's a, uh, that's an absolute right there. We're always going to have bad cops.
0: <laughs> I don't, again, like, why do people even become cops? Like if you're going to become a cop and you're going to be scared that you're going to get shot, of course, like these are things that you're always going to think about if you're a cop, but you can't act on that fear. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to have that will to do that job. They know what they're getting into. You can't have that sort of fear. Like there was another case recently. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't attack me for not knowing. But I I know the case where somebody got, he went to his car because his kids were there and he was stopped by a police officer. And the cop shot him like eight times in the back because he thought he was going to go get a gun from the car. And then they confirmed that there was no gun in the car but it's said yeah. he acted on fear. He can't do that. And now those two kids have no dad. Same mm-hmm. with the uh, Taylor case. Like they busted in at like middle, in the middle of the morning, some crazy time, not in uniform, right? I'm pretty sure they didn't even have, it wasn't even urgent for them to go in the home because they had already found the other guy. It was some, some drug business. And, you know, obviously if somebody busts into your house in the middle of the night, you're gonna, you're gonna pr- defend yourself. You're gonna think, oh, it might be a friendly cop who's coming to question me. Of course, the boyfriend who's gonna shoot.
1: Um, the guy's name was Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. Uh, and he was just paralyzed. He wasn't killed. Yeah, uh, I just saw he got out of the hospital like okay. two days ago or something.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Don't cancel me for not knowing his name. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that- yeah, I cancel closures.
1: Yeah.
0: But, well, he survived, but still, that should have never happened. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be a cop, you can't, you can't act that way. So.
1: What do you think about um, the? Did you do you know who? His name's uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Never. You know, the Kenosha white kid, the AR fifteen.
0: I heard Kenosha, but
1: I, I think he killed one guy or maybe two guys and injured, injured two guys, something. Three people were involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, he said it was all self defense. And of course, it's, it's really hard to tell when it's a riot. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that he had a, a medical pack on him because um, he wanted to help the protesters. Uh, like bandage them with his first, first aid kit.
0: Why did he take a gun? Uh,
1: to protect this car lot because people were just burning uh, whatever they wanted down. To so protect uh, Shoot the rioters. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but from eyewitness report of uh, some journalist was there. Um, it seems like he knew how to use his weapon like he had good discipline of how to move it and everything like that
0: that's an argument i also don't like like i I, when i had instagram this must have been two years ago but i'll never forget i saw this video and it was like a seven-year-old handling a gun and he reloaded it like
1: like, (laughs) i think i've seen that yeah yeah didn't he have like a, a a rifle or like some bolt action
0: It's like this eight-year-old kid holding his gun and he's freaking bolting, popping the mag in and shit. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Dip on your chip. I didn't First of all, who's teaching an eight-year-old how to do that, and why? Me. (laughs) Because exposed to something that kills at such a young age. But I remember going to the comments, and everybody was literally. It was like oh, I see no problem with it, the kid's trained.
1: Uh,
0: um, the kid knows how to handle it. It's like, I'd rather, I'd rather have this than an adult that doesn't know how to handle a gun. Like, it's an eight-year-old kid. It doesn't matter, yeah. I, I'd be more scared if he knows how to use it. Because if he uses it, it's not an accident. Mm. That that's just scary to me, the whole, but again.
1: Well, that's how, that's how you avoid accidents like the kid shooting himself. Of course he can't do that with like a a bolt action.
0: He should never I mean never be close to a gun in
1: the first place. Maybe. Maybe it's the argument to that would be that uh it's it should be mm, what would you call it? Oh, it's responsible to have your kids around these weapons so that they know sort of the, mm, like like, the power of them. Yeah. That they're not toys. Uh, they're tools. Uh, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I won't lie. Like, I went to a shooting range once. And you do feel some sort of power when you have a gun in your hand.
1: Yeah. It's scary. Mm-hmm. But it's also fun. It's <laughs> just to hear a pop, like a firework.
0: I'd 100% go back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I-, I don't think I'd own one. But... Again, uh, crazy comparison, crazy analogy. But getting people, a lot of times people argue that we need more guns when there's like uh, mass shootings and stuff like that. And we, mm-hmm. in a way, you can compare it to the Cold War, right? If America mm-hmm. arm themselves up, then Russia's gonna get the same bomber better. And then America's gonna realize Russia got that big bomb, and we're gonna make a better one. And so, if, if we treat uh, gun crimes or mass shootings with more guns, the people that commit these crimes are just gonna find better ways to do them. Like, the more you arm yourself, yeah. the more the enemy arms himself. Like, the first person that probably robbed the house went in with a baseball bat. And so a guy got a gun, you know, mm-hmm. now that, you know, robbers are, they know they're going to rob houses, right. But they also mm-hmm. know now that homeowners are getting guns. They're not going to go in with a baseball bat anymore because they're going to fucking die. Next time they rob a house, they're going to go in with a gun. And so I think it's, it just becomes more and more dangerous.
1: Um, I would say with, uh, Like massacres that we see in the US that we don't see anywhere else um, with guns. It's a little bit naive to assume that it's just the gun. Uh, Because off the top of my head, I can think of uh, just different ways to kill people, whether it's mixing mustard gas together and then just throwing it at a crowd, which I don't know. I don't even know if that would kill people, that would probably just hurt their lungs. like
0: like, took a knife
1: yeah a knife or a car or a molotov cocktail just like the the human uh, psyche is so messed up
0: oh yeah uh, we're the the only ones ability to do so much bad and harm
1: yeah so a gun doesn't entirely uh represent our dark side of history
0: that's the that's the guns don't kill people people kill people argument yeah i still disagree with that and here's why because humans have killed humans across you know all of history but it's different if an 18 year old goes into a school with a knife and maybe again this is really cynical and I'm, i'm sorry to the viewers but let's just create a scenario uh, if a kid goes into a school with the intent of killing his classmates, with a knife, he'll get one or two kids. But when you have an AR-15 or you have a gun, you can kill a lot more people. So again, the person behind the gun, the person behind, it's, it's a person using it, but it's a lot more dangerous. You can't walk into a Walmart with a knife or with a mace or with a baseball bat and kill 20 people and injure more you just you can't you can't do that without a gun that's dangerous it's almost a weapon of mass destruction but like
1: i'll um i'll give you another cynical point where um you're in a school Mm -hmm. and someone says i don't know there's a gang member on campus everybody uh going to hard lockdown so you have everybody in one corner of the room or something like that and then the guy comes in Somehow he opens the door. I think they're all locked in a hard lockdown. Something like that. A guy comes in, he throws in a pipe bomb and a bunch of those kids die. And those are homemade pipe bombs. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know if the AR-15 would stop anything like that.
0: And again, like, Uh, can you also kill a lot of people without a gun? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: How often does it happen? These mass. Uh,
1: well look at uh remember when well maybe this isn't the greatest argument because uh i think it was 2016 the attacks in france with isis like the nightclubs uh i want to check that but uh that was the that that would be like the counter example but another example would be 2016 i think it was maybe it was 2015 in brussels i think germany where uh, groups of isis people they just got into like a moving van which wasn't them maybe not a moving van, just a van a big vehicle that was just on the side of the street and then they ran over christian like christmas celebrations plowed into them um uh, it doesn't it's
0: different way to kill a lot of people yes yeah but I'm talking about in America at the scale that we have, like homicides with guns. Maybe. The scale of gun violence in America. You can't compare it to a obviously terrible, too, uh, a terrorist attack in, in Europe. But here, school shootings every month. That yeah.
1: Else. Well, <laughs> Is it every month? I didn't,
0: even, in, uh, not
1: this year. Well,
0: um, maybe a kid shot a screen or something, but
1: that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of them are done with handguns or at least they don't have a lot of deaths. No. Okay, we're just a lot of times when the, the school shootings make the news, it's usually done with uh, AR-15.
0: With some sort of automatic weapon, yeah.
1: A semi-automatic.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure in Vegas, a year or two ago, there was a school shooting, but I think either one died or like two or three were injured. So thank God nothing bad happened. But again, something that shouldn't be happening in the first place. But it it was with a handgun, so that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff makes local news. But it's kind of sad because if a kid went into a school with a handgun, and killed one kid or, or injured two, that would make national news in another country. But here, uh-huh. it only makes national news if it's with an automatic weapon. If it's a handgun, Semi-automatic. Semi-automatic, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a, a gun genius, but again, that's, that's kind of even more depressing that something like that will only make local news.
1: Uh, I don't even know this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, how much news is there in other countries where it's like broken up into either cities states counties
0: yeah we do have we do we have, have like
1: a lot of news
0: we have a much bigger country yeah so.
1: um, and i only watch uh the national news i don't even watch local news which i should
0: i watch joe rogan
1: <laughs> <laughs> i get all my my news off youtube yeah. and uh this podcast, it's just the Simulacra podcast.
0: Let's get it off the Simulacra podcast. Um Yeah. Um Again, getting used to sort of talking on camera, but yeah, I don't watch the news anymore because it's depressing. And my grandpa got mad at me because I was like, he was like, do you watch the news? Do you keep up with politics and whatnot? And I was like, not, nah, because it's just sad. <laughs> like, I really don't want to fill my life with that. I was like, I, I can't. And he was like, you should be ashamed. You should be informing yourself anyways. And it's like, to an extent, he's right. But at the same time, I can't vote. So I think I'm just going to pass it yeah. for now. And hopefully by the time I can vote, it's a lot nicer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't talk, or I, I don't really want to talk about politics with my grandfather. Because um, I've seen how he's, how he's gotten with my mom. Uh, where he's like, these people are taking babies out of the womb grown babies what or something like that and i'm like babies in the- <laughs> come on late-term abortions should probably shouldn't be legal yeah. but you can't i, I don't i don't want to get into that topic uh because there's a bunch of everything it's- but uh he called like either the left or just bernie sanders a bunch of uh, socialists
0: yeah like, mm. the thing that's the thing we we make ourselves more extreme every day like if you watch uh again joe rogan literally my source of news but if you watch the bit he did with bernie sanders like go watch that and tell me he's like a radical guy go watch that they
1: want to they want to watch tucker carlson <laughs> right
0: guy. what you got a, like a hard right guy?
1: Uh, I don't know because I barely watch him. Uh, all I know is that he's like funny to watch.
0: I'll have to search from him. From what
1: I've heard. Um,
0: Just that painting people as communists and socialists, like, it's not that he doesn't have radical ideas. They're not, same with the people on the right. You know, they're not all fascists, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, as, as for abortion, I feel like it's like drugs, legal or not if a woman gets pregnant she's going to f- and she doesn't want the baby she's going to find a way so would you rather have her do it in a clinic or would you rather have her sc- like scramble her eggs
1: or uh like almost kill herself yeah. from blood loss uh africa, that's scary
0: in africa there's i learned this in a in a human geography class obviously women they might have 6 or 7 kids in a mud home with no, no father figure, they end up re- resorting to prostitution to be able to raise their kid. They get paid more money to have sex without a condom. So they end up having more kids. Mm. You know, they, they do things like drink bleach for abortions. And, and I feel like that's where if we start making everything illegal, that's where we're gonna get to. But I feel like if you can find a way to regulate things and do them in an organized way, at the same time educating how to prevent it in the first place, place—that that's a lot healthier for society. But that's that's my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's like, well.
0: Regardless of your views on abortion, regardless of if you agree with it or not, I think it should still be legal. Even if you disagree with it, you could be regulated. But yeah, continue. Um,
1: maybe we don't even need uh, abortions because our generation has the lowest amount of sex compared to, like, generations 200 years ago. Oh. Because everybody's just, you know, watching a TV screen or an LED screen.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: But we've
0: got Netflix and chill.
1: Well, yeah. But <laughs> for, like, the, the few people who do that, the rest are all uh, on OnlyFans.
0: That's another
1: thing. Dude, oh. gross. That's gross. <laughs> or premium Snapchats, uh,
0: and some women make serious money off of that. I mean, some of them are buying themselves
1: but, homes. Well, it's a, this is can you blame thing. them? Can you blame? <laughs> can you blame them for just using it's their like, resources? And
0: it's more than that. It's like, it's like you don't like Trump. Well, people voted for him. It's like. Oh, girls have OnlyFans. Well, yeah, dudes are paying for it in their basement. Like, mm-hmm. if no dude was taught to pay for a woman's pictures on the internet, they wouldn't be making that sort of ridiculous money. I mean, if they want to make, like, some sort of supplementary income, sure. But, like, they're buying houses, bro. They're buying cars.
1: Maybe they're just uh, they're putting a down payment on the houses. Putting a down payment on the cars, too
0: regardless they're still like settling down um mm-hmm. some uh, people, like dudes out there watching the simulacra podcast why are you doing this like get a girl bro like this is a, okay maybe it's more more difficult <laughs> another thing we're just we're we're straying farther and farther away from humanity and human contact to now, yeah. now we have to see women on only fans
1: uh, there was a a great video about video games uh, released mm, just this week, I think, by this guy named uh, Emperor Lemon, who I really like. And he's like, video games nowadays are less fun than they were back in the two thousands, because back then you would have like uh, your friend right next to you, yeah, and you would play on the local uh, multiplayer setting. Yeah. But now it's like you can play with everybody in the world, but you feel more alone than ever because you're just in a room with your rainbow keyboard uh, all alone.
0: Um, the LED lights make you feel a little bit better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we're just more isolated men than ever before. Yeah.
0: And especially again, with COVID, it's that uh, technology almost makes us feel comfortable and that's not good, you know? Like they say that uh-huh. comfort is a creative state. Like when you're uncomfortable with something, you find a way to make a better situation for yourself. But like with technology, it gives us like the ability to talk to someone in California or in freaking India. You can talk to anyone anywhere, but that also gives you like that sense of comfort that you don't have to leave your home to go and see anybody. Cause you can just talk to them over the phone. Um, and that's also dangerous. We need human contact because again, when people are getting all their news from Twitter activists and you know, radical people on, on social media and they're not talking to regular people in person, they're sort of constrained to that world and they start dividing each other more. But I'm sure I could bring people on here from anywhere on the political spectrum and have a conversation with them. But if I were to just scroll through their Twitter account and make a judgment and, you know, at them or something, you'd never be able to talk to them, you know? And I guess that's sort of the whole point of this podcast to just get whoever on here and prove that you can talk. You can talk to people that we disagree on certain things, but overall we have similar mindsets and we're able to have good conversations, but we're straying farther and farther away from that.
1: Um. Oh, I forgot to say this when we were talking about social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never had like uh, a true social media where I post a picture and I'm like, Hey, I'm um, i uh, I'm at this party. I always make it something weird where I'm like dancing uh, in New York city in times square. Yeah. And I make a video. Uh, Cause it's almost like I don't want to represent myself on uh, social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, as you said, like, um, it's all just kind of lies, like our, the best aspects of our life. And I don't know what type of aspect you get from my life by looking at it. Uh, you're probably like, this guy's just weird because he makes videos.
0: I hope not. Because <laughs> let me, I don't know how the quote goes exactly, but it was something about how, like, we fail educating youth when we teach them To hold in higher esteem those who are alike compared to those who are different, you know. Because if Mm -hmm. I was to you and I saw your social media account, I'd be like, "This guy's pretty cool."
1: Yeah, I I think most what
0: guy who has the same exact poses and pictures, and they're at parties and they're just doing the same shit. But that's who that's who we're taught to value. Yeah, and and we're just gonna be constant, there's gonna be no human growth when we value what's the same rather than different.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, all, all of my stuff is just uh, cringe-inducing.
0: But it's creative,
1: <laughs> it
0: has some sort of sentimental meaning. You're not just posting a picture and searching up a Drake lyric for the caption, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, I've had people come up to me and be like, John, your, uh, your Insta is A1. And I'm like, thank you, barbecue sauce. Barbecue, <laughs> but a nah, one.
0: Barbecue sauce is good, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like my my Instagram again. I I'm off it now, so, but I I did have a very generic feed. Um, but my TikTok is completely
1: weird, like super weird. But
0: oh, I'm so quirky. <laughs> no, but.
1: do you have the rainbow lights no i don't oh listen out
0: but not to be like everybody else just because i i i always have the lights on in my room and i kind of like it being dark but not too dark and i feel like the leds would kind of you know have that Mm. light but anyways um shoot what was it oh yeah like uh two weeks ago i went to la and we stopped by venice beach because we were we were staying in santa monica and I was like, dad, I've, I've never been to the Santa Monica Pier. Like, I I want to check it out. Mm. Uh, coronavirus-wise, it was kind of crazy. Like, 50% of people wearing masks, 50% of people not. Uh, there was It was packed. But you see, like, people taking pictures, like, against a wall or on the beach or something. And it's like, they take the picture, and then they, they just go check it, and they post it. It just feels so disingenuous, you know? Like, where is yeah. it? authenticity nowadays, like, for example, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a 17 year old -old boy, like I'm attracted to women. And I hope that didn't come off as like, I'm a pedophile. But like you'll go on TikTok, right? And you'll see some like baddie girl and you're like, damn, like she's bad. But then for a second, I just think to myself, like she was like on her bed, like recording it. And then she stopped recording it and posted it and like put a caption. Or, like, she, she recorded it, and then she was like, actually, I don't like that, and recorded the same face again. It's just not authentic, you know? Like, filters, makeup, re-recording some aesthetic video. It's just so not authentic. I hate it. This is me. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I love Santa Monica Coast, or the, the pier.
0: <laughs> well, you've had your, You have had your time there, too, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm yeah you know what I mean like people what, what I'll do though is I'll ruin the whole mood and I'll say hey um can you hold the camera and then I'm like okay pre- tell me when you record and they're like okay I'm recording and then I just start dancing and then everybody's like oh
0: it's, it's spontaneous
1: you know? well it's,
0: <laughs> at least it's spontaneous like people will go to Venice Beach just to
1: take a picture yeah well
0: you don't like it Oh, take another one. Oh.
1: that's what everybody wants now they yeah. all just want to take a picture it's like and you said um uh, what from the 70s your your parents have photos of just events yeah it's like, like, Well, like we're doing the same thing now except everywhere i guess it's every yeah i guess it's every single mm-hmm. i don't know day
0: and again that that gives us that sense of comfort we lose value for the little moments in life because they just pass by but like my dad the pictures that he has from like the 80s and like they're like barbecues with friends. And it's like one or two group pictures and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we, we sort of think we'll get more of a memory if we record it, because we'll be able to look back on it. So we'll take a bunch of videos, we'll take a, bu- a bunch of pictures at a party or, a or whatever it is, but by doing that, we're thinking we're saving a memory for the future, but at the same time, we're missing out on the present moment. We're missing out on actually enjoying it there. Um, and you know, I have thousands of pictures in my camera roll and I never go back and look at them. Really? Just a couple. Oh,
1: okay. Uh-huh.
0: Half of it, I'll probably delete. Mm-hmm.
1: I always, uh, I always have to go through my camera roll like scroll up because I have uh, just reactionary videos. Mm -hmm. Like if someone says something, I'll be like, okay, gotta send them this video of someone laughing or like saying, what, Mm
0: -hmm. something,
1: yeah. Um, I would say that the the most interesting photos to look at are um, the photos of my family from like Mm 1890ish, like early 20th century, yeah, like the first house that they were at. Uh, what was I think his name was uh, the D. E. Wary, who first went to Nebraska. We have a picture of him with his with his brothers. I think uh, somehow we found it in our garage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so now we have it hanging up somewhere. It's always really weird to see that that old photo of pioneers. Yeah, big white beards.
0: That's history.
1: Yeah, those are cool pictures. But I would say I don't know how cool a picture is from Venice Beach. And it's uh, on the same walkboard that I've seen.
0: But if you were taking one picture, you spent four days in LA and you took one picture at Venice Beach, it would have a lot more value. You know what I'm saying? Like that that one picture you have of your great 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 however grandfather from eighteen ninety is so special because it's that one moment and it's so long ago we don't know what the effects of documenting our life is going to be. We don't know what the effects of sort of being able to capture every single moment because we don't know yet, but in 50, 40 years we'll have kids and they're going to be able to see absolutely everything we did. And will being able to see 50 videos that you took with your friends in high school. Will that have the same value as that one picture of your great, great, great grandfather in 1890? It won't. Mm-hmm. So much of it, you know.
1: Um well they better be good videos because your children might see them and be like, okay, my dad was weird. My yeah. dad was as horny as I am. Yeah. Uh I, but I would say um okay. I have my you know, homie's
0: gonna go crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I have one photo from Santa Monica t- pier mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably one of my favorite photos that I have of myself. And it's just one documenting that time. Uh, shout out to Flavio. Uh,
0: We're going to have to send him that. To- that
1: really good photo for his really good camera. Um, yeah, that photo was baller.
0: We're going to have to send this to Flavio. It'd be like one hour. Please
1: come on. Yeah, one hour. <laughs> Take a photo of me through the computer screen
0: it's already 9:57. holy crap
1: um
0: yeah we just we've captured everything and this one's this is really gonna go down in history you know because the pictures our parents and grandparents have there on a piece of paper you know but we have it Mm -hmm. all and it's never going away here
1: yeah i think i'm gonna put all of my photos on paper soon because well one iCloud storage i paid an extra hundred dollars for 200 or 128 giga- gigabytes. Huh. And now iCloud is saying it can't hold everything. Oh, okay.
0: Message today. And we pay extra to have 50 gigs of iCloud storage.
1: I, I know they're, they're getting us by the balls
0: and it's annoying.
1: It is annoying. Um, Cause yeah. it's not going to go away. That $50 you pay is just, it's going to keep on adding on. <laughs> You're maybe, not going to delete photos.
0: You're going to go to Venice Beach for that one Instagram picture and it's going to say out of iCloud storage. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have a mental breakdown in, Ven- in the middle of Venice Beach. But yeah. Uh, that, that, would, that would the pictures that you'll print out and put on paper will have a lot more meaning
1: mm-hmm.
0: than just in your 5,000 picture camera roll. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to do the same for sure. All our baby pictures are on paper.
1: Yeah, I love seeing those. So it's like the wholesome photos. Yeah. Uh, that you feel like everything was perfect at that time. Yeah. And then you start seeing photos when you're like older and you're like, oh, this is gross. Yeah. Where I, did all the fun go?
0: Well, also because we don't remember. So maybe it was dog shit, but since we, <laughs> we can just stay, it was nice. But we were just sleeping yeah. and eating all day. Uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean for sure in general even if we were like 17 years old back then it would be simpler times regardless so yeah uh yeah I wonder what it's going to be like like I was thinking like would I want to give my my kid a phone like before 15 And again like 17 years old I'm talking about a kid I'm just saying like hypothetically you know knowing what effects like social media and phones have on kids that you know we got i got my first one at like 12. the effects they have <laughs> um,
1: i got mine uh i think when i was 15 or something
0: well
1: i, I'm very, Still.
0: I, got, I got it in like seventh seventh grade i think
1: mm-hmm. oh wait no i got mine when i was 14. um my brother He's uh-huh. almost 15 and a half, and he uses an old phone that doesn't have a SIM card.
0: Like your brother's a special dude. Like, he's, yeah,
1: my brother has no need for it. Uh,
0: like, How many people do art these days?
1: Well, some.
0: And again, like, like some. if he ever does get a phone, he's going to be a lot more than a 12-year-old who's like, his brain is in a, like, key development stages. And he's absorbed mm-hmm. crap. I feel like,
1: yeah.
0: still so, like even now, even now we're still so young. Most of us don't know what we want to do in life, but we're we're being forced to choose that now. So it's like, what's a twelve-year-old doing? With a yeah, son? yeah.
1: <laughs> um, uh, I think my my brother would actually use the information uh, that's available through a phone. Better himself than to just I don't know, make a TikTok, yeah. LED lights.
0: <laughs> We've lowered our standards so much. That's another thing I was thinking about. Like, these people are literally just doing like dumbass dances. Like there, there used to be people that were actually like talented dancers, and now all you got to do is a little bit of this, you know, a little hand motions, boom, five million. <laughs> All Big things. fans, sick dancers, but we're almost again like being a sick dancer is sort of losing value because we've lowered our standards. Like all you need is like these and a couple arm
1: motions. And well, you got to be low key with your dances. You can't make it too high key. Yeah, and you also or else it's just like okay.
0: Of course, you got to be good looking. Like us too. Yeah. You have to be an incredibly attractive. Part.
1: And you got to comb your hair. Jesus Christ! Oh. <laughs> this is. I wish I. We're here. Shout out to last year,
0: oh, yeah, two years Ron had his hair below his shoulder. It was awesome. awesome. Jesus,
1: uh,
0: I need to trim though. I definitely need to trim.
1: Cut off the loose ends, the dead ends here.
0: Oh, you did. Just go bald.
1: <laughs> Put uh, go bald in the middle, and then have the rest of your hair on the sides.
0: Okay, it's October 9th, if I get 500 subscribers by the end of the year, I'm going home. Actually, a lot of YouTubers make those kind of promises, so scratch that, I'm actually not going to probably commit to that if that happens. If it does happen though, that'd be pretty awesome. Pretty big- uh, big-
1: I'll remind you, I yeah. got that memory.
0: Remind me. Probably nobody's going to watch this first episode anyway, so it's okay. Uh, hopefully.
1: <laughs> it's been a little, a, a little bit of rambling. Well, stuff that'll get us canceled.
0: That's what. Ha- hey, if I get canceled on my first podcast,
1: uh, it just <laughs> um
0: no. Nah. Well, hopefully, I I feel like the people that are gonna end up sticking around to watch this aren't people that would get offended.
1: So, hope not.
0: Yeah. Wish me luck, two weeks in, I'm gonna get doxxed. Everybody,
1: I'm
0: gonna gonna get in my comments, this you, and then my address, my number.
1: (laughs) They'll know what type of internet service provider you have, uh, the iPhone you have.
0: Everything, but yeah, again, like definitely first 30 minutes of this conversation, uh, it, it started developing a lot quicker, but it takes time to get comfortable. Uh, talking when you know you're being recorded you know it's almost
1: kind of think about what you're going to say because it's going to be up everywhere yeah uh, forever
0: yeah so that's uh, a feel awkward like again it's not natural like you're used to just I mean I guess we're being recorded anywhere anyway like thank you thank you for that knowledge Edward Snowden but I guess I'm just really putting out for the public now but yeah it just well, I'll get used to it for the podcast,
1: so. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my mom told me to go read uh, an hour ago. And you didn't? No.
0: Don't we have to read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy?
1: I got it right here.
0: It's doing t- I, need, I need to start getting hard copies because I just, I can't read a PDF. It, yeah,
1: it's boring.
0: It's so boring. You need... That's another thing. Like another thing technology is ruining. Reading. How many people read nowadays? I
1: gotta go. No, they through. listen. They listen. No, I feel like. They, they don't read.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: if people um, to we would have a lot more love in this world. But.
1: Maybe. Um, it's only. I, I'm not recommending this book, by the way. I've barely read it. Like 24 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first page was interesting. And then it got boring. Uh, so but we only got to get to chapter 20. How
0: many? That's one
1: 138 pages. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's that's like uh two days, three maybe.
0: I'll I'll just get like an industrial printer and print out the books. (laughs) Yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah, just Um, just scroll down and
1: read. Get a Gutenberg, isn't that what it's called? First printing press.
0: Is that what it was? Didn't they like get a I forgot how it was, but like a slab of wood or something.
1: But uh, like little uh, wood that would be carved, carved into pieces and then stamped for the letters.
0: Yeah, with like heat or something.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, well,
0: I guess this is going to bring us to the end of the first episode. Yeah. If you made it this far,
1: I love you. Thank you.
0: If I could see you, on the- I would literally give you a kiss on the lips
1: oh that's special <laughs>
0: you know, i've made it this far we apologize for the uh you know little rambling here and there
1: little- the audio quality the o-
0: uh, no the audio quality is fine humble
1: the the video quality where it's, it looks like my re- r- my room is green
0: it looks fine on mine uh, i hope but yeah uh if, if you somehow made it this far or you just skipped um, at least you're making it to this part because it's, it's a little bit better than the beginning.
1: But you should have, uh, We should have told people to watch this at two times the speed. That's what I do all the time. I can't. Uh, 1.5. Mm, yeah. You got to concentrate on it when it's at that fast.
0: Yeah. I also never watch a podcast in the background because I can't focus. Mm. I can't read and listen to something at the same time. It's just not possible.
1: Unless it's like uh, Tim Dillon sometimes, like just, just having someone yell.
0: The tone of his, of his voice, which has been compared to that of a wet cigarette box. <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't even know what he's saying. You just need to hear him and know exactly what he's trying to say. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Really interesting guy. Go check him out, Tim Dillon. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to get used to this whole podcast thing. Uh, the episodes are going to get better not quality wise audio quality video quality going to be the same for a while cuz we 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 don't got those materials but
1: that's just how it be
0: conversations will get better and if you made it this far i appreciate it and yeah we're going to end it there john thank you for having thank you for having me. Thank you
1: thank you for having me <laughs> um, the the cherry with a w podcast will come uh
0: it's in the works
1: yeah, it'll probably come after quarantine, after my quarantine, when I'm safe to go out.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing, podcasting is a lot better when you have something in person. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, just didn't want to wait. I just want to start this, you know.
1: No. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody has any questions, if they want to attack me for my political views.
0: Go ahead. Drop them
1: down. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I don't know. Hit me up. Cherry yeah. sure, with a W on a lot of.
0: Do whatever things. you want. those out, guys. Just uh, no doxing.
1: Please, please. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> use my weapons for uh, lethal harm.
0: Yeah, we we hope you did enjoy, and if if the one person that watches, please comment. Let us know you're out there, and yeah.
1: hit me up if if you liked what I said and you want to hear more. Uh, hit me up. If you wanna film, oh
0: yeah,
1: with me because I love filming stuff.
0: You want me to leave your social media in the in
1: the description? Mm. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. All right. Okay. Um, hit me up if you want me on another podcast.
0: Oh yeah, no, we're for sure. uh,
1: uh, and um, hit me up if you want me to take you on a bike ride. I think that's.
0: Hit him, up for the bike. It. What? Hit him up for the bike rides.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not, uh, at the moment, I can't provide you with a bike, but I'm working on that. I got to get another bike.
0: And to sort of make up for our crazy political statements earlier in the podcast, let me just, let me even out the playing field. Go vote, register to vote, wear a mask, test yourself, be safe. And I say it spread peace and love, baby. All right. Well,
1: goodbye. You. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Have a lovely day.